Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm so delighted to have a really special guest for you today. Her name is Emma. She's an intuitive medium, astrologer, healer, yoga instructor, mother, and all the in-between. She has a specific interest in Indigenous spirit beliefs and nature. She posts free weekly oracle and tarot card readings and astrological tips to Facebook and YouTube and can be contacted via cedarmoonmedium at gmail.com for readings. So welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So I was trying to think, I think we've talked about this before about how many years ago it was that we met, but it's been several. It's been it's been a while. And what I really was hoping you could share was how your spiritual journey sort of began and kind of what led you to where you are now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I started years ago with small signs. After my mother's passing, I started to notice just little little signs throughout life, little intuitive hits, little things happening. Like I would wake up in the morning with a feeling about the day, you know, and so I'd wake up feeling kind of like a wedding day and put on a white dress. And that day, my best friend got engaged and like little signs. I would notice I started having dreams that I could really interpret into a meaning. I could start to really interpret those signs, things like you know, I would experience a knock at the window in the middle of the night and wake up in the morning to find out that someone had passed away. And this started to happen quite frequently. So I started to pay more attention. And then I came into the position where there was a group reading, which is where I met you. And I was able to attend that. And it just came up from a friend that was having the reading and she had extra space. So I signed up last minute and it kind of changed the course for me. After that, I came to you for a private reading and that was amazing. And I just really started to feel spirit throughout my life. I started to feel as though I wasn't alone at times or You know, the way the wind would wrap around me in a certain way, it felt like a hug from my mom. I started having visitation dreams with people in spirit and just really the signs kept adding up until I said, okay, I'm going to start looking deeper into this. And that's when you had started advertising a spirit circle. And so I signed up for that. And it's just been an amazing journey ever since and opened so many doors and thoughts and 
enriched my life in many ways. Wow. So it is so interesting, I think, when we have grief or a profound loss, trauma, how lots of times when I talk to people about like their sort of like the catalyst for their awakening, so many times it's one of those things. Not not always, but a lot of the times it is. And with the grief, I think it's because once you have that physical loss of someone that is so close to you, they're in spirit. It's almost like there is this piece of you, part of you that's now in spirit. And so they tend to kind of like open the door to a deeper connection. And I think for those of us that maybe didn't realize we were mediumistic, or maybe we knew, but not really, once you have that kind of experience, it just starts to become so obvious or so pronounced to us. You know, you start to realize like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I I do have this. I do have this ability. Yeah, it is really amazing that like once you start paying attention, things start to flow and happen more frequently. And the more you embrace that, the more it shows up. That's true. I love what you said about the way that, you know, the feeling the way that the wind might embrace you in a moment, because that's something that I really have felt my whole life, this like actual kind of like obsession with the the wind. And I noticed that spirit really does utilize the things that, of course, that we'll notice, but the things that are sort of meaningful to us. So lots of times the wind has been like that for me too. So I love that you use that as an example. And I think sometimes two people are like, well, thinking that that's like not something that's provable. And it's true. Like we can't really quantify that or use that as like evidence of the spirit world, but we can feel it. And when you have that experience and it resonates with you, so much of it is in the timing and also the synchronicity of things. So I think it's like those moments that yes, maybe we can't quite scientifically prove is from spirit. We can certainly embrace those. And I think once you do, you're open to all of the unique and and different ways that spirit can come. Absolutely. It's such a the way that nature can be used by spirit and even like the intuitive side of things, you know, there's days I go outside and it's almost like, it feels like there's something on the wind. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just something there that's off and it can typically be something that will come up in my life or my day or with people I know throughout the day where it's like, Oh, okay. It was something that's off. Like it just, it's a feeling. And once you get really in touch with your feelings, they're hard to deny. It's hard to pretend that's not something big. Yeah, that's true. And I noticed that even within mediumship development, and I've talked to you guys about this so many times, about how I think the clairsentience is often really discounted. People tend to think like, oh, it's just a feeling. And they don't really understand that so much of what we receive, the information, the images, the symbols, all of that, we can uncover the meaning, we can get to the root of it, if we allow ourselves to go into the feeling and into the clairsentience. And everybody in the beginning, I think, is really obsessed with seeing, they want the clairvoyance, they think that's like the, you know, the best, the best one to have. And I think they're all important, and they're all equally as as valuable. But if I had to choose, I would choose clairsentience just because I feel like it unlocks more information and kind of allows more to come. And so, yeah, I'm on a, I feel like I'm on a mission to like 
allow people to recognize that a feeling is not just a feeling, but that it actually is so meaningful, you know? So when we're tuning in, it's incredibly important to be able to go into it. What would you say for you in your development? What was the most natural one to go with? Like, was it the clairvoyance, the clairsentience, clairaudience? I think it was definitely the clairsentience. Yeah. It's like I follow a feeling and then it brings through a visual and mm-hmm. then it, but it all starts with a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for awesome. me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I find with feelers, sometimes in mediumship, we worry that the information isn't as good or something, or we feel like, I don't know, sometimes with a feeling when it starts with that feeling and we're just expressing the feeling, I know I felt it and I've seen other students where they're like, oh God, I'm just talking about a feeling. They almost feel like it has to be something more. And what's cool is exactly what you said. You start with it, allow it to develop and kind of unfold. And then all of a sudden, all of those details and all of the information and the evidence can come from that. So I think it's a good point to for anyone listening that's developing it's it's not to discount the the clairsentient feeling definitely and I feel like it brings through so much of the personality of who you're dealing with when you can really get into the feeling of things then you're able to connect with that person in a different way and then you're able to bring through information like phrases and stuff like that things that wouldn't come from you a personality (laughs) that is much easier for someone to identify or connect with I think you know when they can say oh that that's exactly what he would have said that Mm -hmm. kind of gives that confirmation confirmation for both them and myself that this is what we're looking at and I always find it surprising and probably one of my favorite parts of mediumship is when things come out of my mouth that I wouldn't say and then I'm like okay this is very evidential for me even Mm -hmm. yeah well that is I think like there's been times even recently where I'll be doing a reading and I remember I think it was a dad coming through I said his name which is great and all that and then his personality came through and he said something in response to the sitter like the sitter said something a question and then the response was like oh how much time do you have you know like 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 that and yeah. she just like was like laughing and she's like, yeah, that that is. And for her at, at the end, when we were chatting after the reading, she said that part is the part that stuck out to her. So it didn't really matter. I don't think to her that I his name came through. Like, I think she didn't really she was fine. But the thing that really meant something to her was that comment, because it. I think when that happens, it gives the person more of a sense that that spirit person is right there with them in the moment. It's like real time. It's not like a memory or anything like that even, or we're not just talking about the spirit person. That spirit person is interacting, right? So I think you're right right on with the personality. It can be really, really meaningful. It gets tricky though sometimes personality because sometimes it's us describing our impression of their personality. And I find that I always like to do, I mean, naturally I'm interested in people's personality. So I tend to talk about personality a lot, but um, some people will be like, oh no, like, and it's not to say that it's, it's wrong information, but it could just be that the way that they 
would describe that person or their relationship with that person is slightly different maybe than how uh, we would be interpreting it, you know, or how we receive that energy. So sometimes that can get tricky. But in certain cases with it's the figures of speech, for sure, like vocabulary words that we would never use, of course, like those are quite, I think, exciting for people, because it it really does sort of show their, you know, their mannerisms and their kind of quirks. So all that stuff, I think is is super helpful. But yeah, Definitely the feeling does lead to so much of the personality. Yes, for sure. What about, you know, going through grief? And I think like what it what it kind of feels like for you, what would you say was or were some of the things that had been helpful for you, like to kind of manage? Definitely uh, my connection with spirit helped because mm-hmm. I didn't. I've grown into a place now where I don't feel so far away from Mm -hmm. my loved ones. Mm -hmm. I've found that like talk therapy was helpful. I found that my kids have been extremely helpful in that process for me, Mm -hmm. for keeping me present and just having that source of love and family in my life. I think that a lot of movement, so like yoga and things like that, I definitely find that I'm a very physical person emotionally. And if I'm not working through my emotions, they catch up with me in aches and pains and stomach aches and discomfort. So keeping my body moving and nurturing myself with healthy foods, just kind of learning a level of self-love and self-care that I had never prioritized so much has meant a lot for me in going through grief and trauma and those sorts of things. Right. Did you, were you into yoga before mom's passing or was that as a result of mom's passing? I was actually a fitness teacher before my mom passed. Oh, okay. And so yoga has kind of become what I do now. I used to teach quite a few more strenuous type classes but as I've aged and settled down a little bit, I think like a strong yoga practice for me is ideal to process and get my body moving and work out the emotions that are stored in there. Yeah. Oh, it's so healing. And I particularly, I think you're so right about the movement, like the physical movement, especially for people who feel deeply. I did not realize how much that was lacking in my life until the last year or so. And actually implementing adding movement has been so helpful, like life-changing, but also yoga in particular, because of the way that I feel like it incorporates mind, body, soul, mind, body, spirit. And so it's like, it can be so meditative, but at the same point, you're, you're adding the movement, which I think is so powerful. And just the idea of like, yoga and sort of this philosophy around like creating that peace within yourself and connecting to your own like the breathing all of that is so amazingly helpful so yeah I I think that's such a that's such an amazing tool for people regardless whatever phase of life but especially if you're going through grief yeah I find as a very highly sensitive person I found myself a lot of the time sitting in my emotion Mm -hmm. and I could sit in it for 
hours. I could sit in it for days. I could see like, you know, the old timey movies when people go catatonic because yeah. they're just in this raw emotion. And I've noticed that that is something that I could potentially do if I didn't force myself to get up and move. And it's mm -hmm. amazing how much that movement really just helps you to get into your body, out of your mind and clear things out. And it's almost like a prayer in sort of way, like you're worshiping yourself when you're investing that way. Yeah. As well as any, you know, guides or spirit or religious worship that you include in your mm -hmm. practice. But it's definitely a way of honoring and that helps big time. Yeah. I think too, what happens, I mean, a lot, and it did happen for me too. I started realizing my abilities, realizing like having this major awakening. And then all of a sudden everything became spiritual and about spirit. And that's a beautiful thing, but I forgot that I, it's like I forgot I had a physical body. And so <laughs> that's not good either. That's not good. So being able to incorporate the movement or physical care, I think is a beautiful way to balance and, and nurture and honor the fact that we are human too, you know? So I think that's such an amazing like way to balance both so that we can be here and be human and also be spiritual, but it doesn't have to be like, so always like, cause like living in kind of like, you know, like the clouds all the time isn't super helpful from a, a physical world um, perspective. And then of course you see people who are very immersed in the physical and there isn't that connection at all to spirit. So it's like, you can be one way or the other. I think the balance there is really important. It definitely is. I think I had a yoga teacher once tell me that you have to be rooted in order to rise up. Yeah. Yeah. And Makes so sense. it's that, yeah, that contrast, that combination of, you know, the feet on the earth yes. helps you to also elevate your consciousness above and so it's really quite a good companionship true very true yeah my mentor would say oh it's a quote I can't remember who who wrote it but I'm um, about like basically like feet on the ground head on head in the stars you know so having like both of those things so I love that what about Pilates I'm interested in Pilates because my I have a new doctor now who's fabulous and she mm -hmm. was mentioning like about Pilates for me and just that that might be a really, really good option. So like, I don't know too much about it. Can you, can you tell me this is for my own, my own selfish purposes, but just wondering. Absolutely. Pilates is an amazing exercise in that it is similar to yoga in that it combines your breath and the movements and it's a very focused. So, you know, you're, in the mood you're in the moment you're in your body you're in the movement but it's an amazing thing for the spine and your core and keeping your body upright extremely great for posture one of the things joseph pilates always said was like you're only as young as your spine is mobility wise ah. so Pilates is very much about conditioning your body to protect itself. It's engaging your core and working through keeping your spine mobile in all the ways it's supposed to as you move through your day and your life. So it really helps to cut down on injuries in everyday life because you're strengthening 
the core, the inner system of your body's muscular makeup. And so it just really helps you to achieve more vitality, to feel like you're stronger in general. You know, it's not going to pump you up with massive muscles, Mm -hmm. but it is going to kind of center you. And I also feel like it's really good for self-confidence when we like combine that with the concept of chakras and all of that stuff. You're strengthening your core. You're strengthening that center. And Mm -hmm. and so it really helps just to round out the knowing who you are in life. But it's amazing for the body and the posture and for cutting down on injury and great for mindfulness as well, because you're learning that mindful breathing Mm -hmm. and practicing it every time you hit the mat. Oh, wow. So would you say then it's a a good way to ground and kind of have the root chakra being really nurtured? Absolutely. A lot of Pilates also engages um, the stabilization and work with the pelvic floor and your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. And the pelvic floor is very much related to rooting. So between all of those pieces, it really helps with that aspect of becoming rooted. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm dev. Okay, I gotta, I gotta look into. It. I gotta do it. I also, I mean, I'm so fascinated by astrology, and I've told you this before that I don't, I don't know too much, but I know a few little pieces of, of things, and everything that I'm ever shown or or anytime we discuss it, I'm always so amazed at how accurate, how powerful it can be as far as a practice of like kind of being able to dive into it like you can really go down a rabbit hole I think with astrology because there's just so much depth to all of it how did you get interested or how did you start to study um, your astrology I've always been interested in astrology I've always been the kid reading the horoscopes and the Mm -hmm. newspaper and those sorts of things and as I got older I started to look into diving deeper And I went on a really deep quest into knowing and understanding myself. And that's where I started to pick apart astrology a little bit and like find my birth chart and go through all of the other things that I didn't know because for my whole life I was an Aries and that's what that meant. And so I had to start looking at the other pieces because your sun sign is just the tiniest picture. of the entire puzzle. So as I started going down these avenues of research on my own, I found an instructor online that was doing group trainings, and I joined that. And it's just kind of been something, I guess I'm really interested in people and people's stories, which goes along with the mediumship too. And Mm -hmm. so it's really amazing for me to sit down and look at someone's chart before meeting them, Mm -hmm. go through it, review it, kind of paint a picture and then meet them and be like, okay, this is what I know about you. Mm -hmm. And to have it all be really quite accurate is so very interesting to me that it can all just be summed up in such a beautiful way and expression that's so abstract. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and it is really validating too, I think for you or for probably for anyone who is doing astrology, but then is also very intuitive because you can also then use, I know you do this naturally. You're just like using your intuition as well when you're looking at it, when you're kind of like reviewing it. 
And I just think the thing that blows me away is sometimes I've had a client who I've like read for and then they've gone and got like an astrology reading or something after, like they've looked, got their chart done after. And they'll come back to me and say like, all of these things that you said showed up in my chart. Like the, the astrologer said the same things as you basically. And I just thought, isn't that crazy? Because it's like just two different ways of getting to the same information. Like it's, it's there. And I just Mm -hmm. thought, oh, that's cool that it can be also validated in that way. Um, And then I also thought like, hmm, like intuitively, I feel like it's like, oh, or like working, like working my butt off trying to like get this information when, you know, not to say it's easy to get, but like astrologically, like you could look at the chart and get the same thing. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's cool. But to me, it's just, it's wild how all of that can fit. And even things that are so like seemingly tiny or insignificant, when you look at them and actually dive into it, you can see how powerful like every single aspect of someone's chart actually is. Absolutely. It's just a vast sea of information and you can go deeper and deeper with every little piece. Yeah. Sometimes more than you want to. <laughs> like right. there's, It's a fine line with astrology <laughs> because there is so much depth there that, you know, you can do a brief chart reading and spend you know an hour putting it all together Mm -hmm. or you can spend days with someone's chart and still feel like you're just getting at it a little bit Mm -hmm. it's really interesting and it just kind of depends I guess on what the ultimate goal of the reading is right Mm -hmm. but it's amazing sometimes I have to like step back and go I don't know how deep I want to go because I feel like I could just get lost in there a little bit. <laughs> never ending. Yeah, never ending. I want, okay, so from my understanding, and I think you've told me this, but okay, so your sun sign is kind of like your, like who, is that like who you are in general? Your sun sign, I mean, they say is like your ego or your outward facing self. I've heard it described different ways by Mm -hmm. different people. Mm -hmm. And so I personally like to focus on like the big three and Mm -hmm. how they interact and balance off of each other. Mm -hmm. Because like I've said, different people have different opinions on what exactly each piece represents. Mm -hmm. The sun sign I tend to think is a little bit more ego related. Mm -hmm. And sometimes not even what you would classify yourself as. Yeah, I get that. For judging yourself based Mm -hmm. on a sign, I wouldn't say your sun sign is necessarily the most accurate. Yeah. So would you say that, like for me, Gemini sun, and although I fit the criteria of a Gemini for sure, some of it, no. And I think if I was going to describe myself I might go into more of my moon sign. Right. Yes. I resonate with the Pisces moon a lot. Yes. So, and I see that too in myself. I'm an Aries sun, which is Mm -hmm. fire. It's supposed to be go, 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 get it all Mm -hmm. done. 
And then Pisces comes in as the water sign and the moon. And it's almost like the water dampens my fire a bit. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel that fiery side of myself 75% of the time. I connect closer to the Pisces moon as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it really is a matter of how those signs play off each other too. That creates your makeup Mm -hmm. um the moon is more closely tied to emotions is kind of the across the board for the most part belief and I could definitely see that so as a Pisces moon then it's like that kind of like well Pisces is like watery and dreamy and emotional emotions based kind of would have all that so someone with a Pisces moon what do you think that would kind of mean for like the way we I guess the way that we process emotion like what does that say for us um Pisces moons actually tend to be a bit dissociative (laughs) yeah so so they can fall into addictions actually Mm -hmm. quite easily and Mm -hmm. like self-soothing mechanisms that aren't necessarily great for them yeah They say that like the Pisces moon kind of has a fascination towards the other side. Pisces can be described as like the afterlife. Mm. Uh, When you're looking at a chart through life stages, Mm -hmm. Pisces comes after the end, basically. And so it's kind of can be like one foot in the other world mm-hmm. a lot, which also describes that like rooted versus yeah. Oh I get that. Yeah, definitely. That's so interesting. It's anyways, it, to me it just feels like the Pisces moon sort of feels so strong. And then mm-hmm. when we'll talk about Gemini, yes, I get with the communication being very important to me. I get that I'm an air sign in a lot of ways like sun sign because I do I guess I do analyze and think and whatever Mm -hmm. I want to understand things but there are things about the Gemini like when people talk about like these two like two-faced kind of attributes I'm always like I don't think it's that for me anyways I just think I can be one way I can be extremely I can be extroverted but I can also be extremely introverted like it's always both or like I have a hard time making decisions sometimes even though intuitively I could do it but like just in my left to my own devices I can see both sides of literally almost everything so that becomes a problem I was actually just going to comment on that Mm -hmm. my uh, most recent astrology instructor Uh, was just talking about Gemini and the concept of it being like duality and multiplicity. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily like a two-faced appearance. Mm -hmm. It's being able to see everything from both sides. Yeah. And then trying to decide where you fit in that. (laughs) It's hard because I always admire people, even if I don't agree with their opinion, I always admire if they have a real strong opinion about something. Because I'm like, I do, but I don't because I can have a strong opinion, but I can also then look at the other part of it and be like, oh, no, but I do get how this person gets to that opinion. So it's like you sort of lose your own along the way. Like it's like, okay, what do I actually think? Because it's hard to sometimes decide because I, I just feel like everything is so not one way. Like I don't see any much, I don't see much black and white. 
Right. And that's a really, like, it's a great attribute to have. I think I'm trying to remember if it's the Pisces moon. There was something I related to just recently that I was Mm -hmm. reading about that there is a sign and I think it's the Pisces moon that has the thought process to where they think themselves out of feelings. Mm. They so immediately will like take the emotion and turn it into something logical. But then once it's become logical and you have the ability to see all the sides, Mm -hmm. what do you even feel at that point? Right. To to have that strong conviction that Mm -hmm. some people have. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And that can be seen in the chart as well. That's so cool. I love it. I I don't know. It's just fascinating also to look at like other people in your life, to be able to look at their own, their chart and see the the connections and trying to understand also like how other people work kind of like it just it's interesting when you know a person really well and then you look at their chart. That can also be interesting because then you're like, oh, it makes it makes so much sense. Absolutely. And it can be huge in like relationship settings too. You know, if you're having struggles in your relationship and you need to understand the other person more to see that side of the story to then Mm -hmm. be better able to care for that person and that side of the story. So it can be huge in that way. And then also it's very validating for people. So some days I'll have a day where I'll wake up and I'll just go, oh, I don't something feels not good and three of my friends will message me and say what is going on out there like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're feeling the same way (laughs) and so I will go on and pull up the day's chart and it's like oh (laughs) this is what's happening to us and they're all like oh my goodness like thank you I'm so happy that it's something that's happening in the sky and not something that has completely shifted in my frame of mind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so much of the time, I think, because I've been, I'm not super aware of all of the astrological things. Like, oh, I'll see things, you know, posted online and I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Like I, I could feel that energy. But when you don't know and you're just sensitive to the energies, sometimes that can, yeah, you can start to think that you're losing it every once in a while. And it's not to say that, everything of course that it goes on with us is is um because of the astrology but I mean it's pretty obvious to me how much it affects all of us whether we know it or not or whether people understand it or not like yes it definitely does affect us and it's not necessarily even like the day-to-day stuff (laughs) or our interactions with people around us it's like a feeling inside you know like on those days that I get those messages if three people call me and say hey I can't stop crying today what (laughs) is going on then I'm like okay this feels like there's something happening in the sky let me look it up and it quite often is the case and it's just something that wouldn't normally make these people cry Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're all having this deeper reaction to it and Yeah, I don't love astrology in terms of prediction stuff. Mm -hmm. I like it for getting to the root of who we are as humans Mm -hmm. and how to work best with the attributes we have. Yeah. A fine predictive astrology. I mean, it's fantastic. I just, 
you know, I almost don't want to (laughs) know. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that because it almost in some ways might take away from someone's own power if they're approaching it like, well, this is what it says in my chart. So this is my destiny. This is what's going to happen. And then they're not realizing like their potential for all those things, but like taking their part of it too, you know, like I could see how some people would just take it that way. And so that's why even in, you know, in readings, if something organically, authentically comes through as a potential for the future, 100%, I'm going to share that. I'll tell someone. But when Hmm. they're asking me specific predictive things, I'm always very careful about how I word it. And even if there is like information for me to give about that, because if it's going to prevent someone from actually reaching their potential or realizing that their own part in that, like if they're asking me, well, am I going to be with this person in 20 years? Like still, are we still going to be together? So much of that depends on their free will choices. Like I can't, I can't really, like I don't want to take that away from them and be like, no, or yes. I mean, I can right. say whatever I feel, but they can turn around and change that, you know? So. Absolutely. Well, that's it. And then also there's like that fear that you answer the question and someone goes home and says, well, my medium said that you're, yeah, that we're like, not going to last. So it's over now. Exactly. <laughs> and so then they're like, then they're changing the course of action, maybe prematurely or yeah, it just it's so complicated when it comes to that with free will. But I would feel the same way I think about the astrology, like it's cool to see that that's what's there. And there's potential for that. But then the real and I would feel the same the real depth I think of that is not so much on like, what's coming, but more so like, how can we work with what's there? to live in the best way to like empower someone. I, I really think I align more like with that. Absolutely. And I think for me, a lot of it has to do with like every experience in life has a lesson and a purpose. And sometimes the worst experiences of our lives teach us the most about ourselves or about the world or about any sort of thing. And so it's almost like to give someone a very precise answer or direction that things are supposed to go or going to go Mm -hmm. in the long run Mm -hmm. um, can take away that learning experience for them. Because, you know, if you know it's not going to work, well, just jump ship. But then you didn't learn all of the techniques and things that you might have learned trying to make it work. 100%. And then likely, I mean, who's to say you might jump ship and then just run into the same situation in a different person or in a different situation because you're still supposed to learn that same thing. So it's, it doesn't make sense to me to outrun or try to avoid challenges. And I think sometimes that's what people want to use astrology for. That's what they want to use a reading for. Just tell me all the things I can do to avoid this pain, to avoid this challenge, to avoid this difficulty. And to me, in my philosophy, I just can't get on board with that. Like, obviously, we're not here. We don't want to have it be pain 24-7 for our whole life. But we also aren't here to just, like, avoid all of that. I think we're here to actually experience all of the the beauty, the wonder, and the difficulties, and the challenges, and the grief, but then the hope, and all of those things. So, yeah, I guess it just depends how you how you look at it. 
Yeah, definitely. Help me find the tools to make it a little bit less painful in whatever direction it goes. Yes. Yeah. And I think then to, give me the answer. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really true when it comes to working with spirit or working with your guides or working intuitively. It's to give you the, the guidance that you need in order to face the stuff of life, like whatever's going to come up, because there are no matter what, I think no matter who you are, there's going to be some things that are there to challenge you and they're they're on your path. You can't really avoid them. So facing them alone is one thing, um, but then facing those things when you know you have this team of guides and you have your loved ones in spirit that you know you're connected to. When you've got a group of physical world people, like say for us from our um, classes and mentorship and circles, you become empowered because you know you've got the support of spirit and then you've also got the support of the the people here in the physical world who are on that same kind of spiritual journey absolutely and it's really interesting like with astrology on that note you can see some of life's lessons in the astrological chart and things like saturn continue to come back Mm -hmm. until you've changed the way you're handling that situation you are going to run up against it over and over again and you'll always run up against it over and over again but once you've learned a different way of handling it it will no longer be so impactful in your life and that's part of the soul's purpose through astrology is to get Mm -hmm. through those lessons and learn to appropriately however that is deal with them so we're not getting out of anything by running (laughs) no no it's like no uh as you were saying that one of my guides who's quite funny he's like yeah saturn saturn can be such a bitch (laughs) oh my god but that does make sense it's so funny so I guess, you know, what I'd be curious about, because I've seen, I mean, yes, it's been years, but it hasn't been that long since you've been focused on the mediumship specifically, you know, like it's, it's relatively short time, but I've seen like so much growth. Like we were in class the other day and I was watching you read and I was like, it's so, it flows so nicely, so easily. It's this feeling that you're really connected into like really, really focused on the essence of the spirit person. And it was just so beautiful. And I thought, wow, like, if you think back even a few years, if you were on the spot, and you were going to do like a, a reading in class, how different it must feel now to them for you. Right. Absolutely. I found so much growth in the past, I would want to even say six months when mm-hmm. it comes to my readings. Mm-hmm. I think I really learned to trust the information coming through and to say it. Because one of the things I think that was a blockage for me for a long time was I would judge the stuff that was coming up for me. Mm -hmm. And I have almost could almost pinpoint every single time I judged the information and it swayed the reading Mm -hmm. and made it a little bit less Mm -hmm. because had I said it, it would have made an impact. Whereas afterwards saying, oh, I heard that, or I was going to say that, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes away from the essence of the reading. So by just saying it all, and it's often, again, the most evidential stuff, 
is the stuff that you're like, I don't know what that's about. Let it go. Mm -hmm. When you say it, it's often something that only the close family member you're sitting in front of would be like, oh, yes, that. Yeah. And really connects it for them. So a lot of it for me has just been about trusting that I can say whatever comes through and believe it you know, say it and believe it. I feel like the more I question things or the more hesitant I am, the harder it is to read. It's almost a level of like, you know, you just have to trust that you are right and speak like you know for sure. And it just builds around that. Yeah. And the more confident and straightforward you are in your reading, the more stuff flows through that is truthful and accurate. Yeah. It's so interesting how that is because in the moment, there's always a little bit of that doubt somewhere, I think, just because we are human. And so there's always that piece of us that's like, oh, and it just depends on the, are you going to feed that? Are you going to feed this, this trust in spirit? And I think because now you've had so many experiences of it, you know that everything they show you, everything that you feel, everything that you become aware of within that time in the reading is purposeful. Like they're going to give you the information for a reason, even in the moment if you don't know the full extent of it, or even if the sitter, I think the sitter is a big part of it. If the sitter's not sure, or they're like looking at you like you're crazy, it becomes sometimes difficult to have remain rooted in that trust because we're just like, oh my God. But yeah, you start to build this. I think it's a bit of a muscle where you can be still rooted in trust, even when someone is questioning or even if you're questioning yourself and that's the difference. But I've, I've seen it like with my own eyes as I've observed, you know, your progress. So that to me is so fulfilling to to notice like I just feel like oh wow that's because we've been able to I feel like you've dedicated yourself to it and then also I think because you've implemented the things yeah the things that we've talked about you've been brave to do like all of these readings like you've done so much work so the sense is that like oh wow it's you can actually see the difference so I just think it's amazing Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. (laughs) It's so cool. It's so cool. So is there anything else you would like to touch on or share in this time together? Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I think it would be cool to let people know what kind of offerings you have, like how if people want to connect with you, where they can find you and what you're offering. Right. Yes. So I have a Facebook page called Cedar Moon Medium and Astrology, uh, where I offer some like tips and information about what's happening in the sky, as well as I do weekly uh, card readings and just a little bit of insight and guidance on that front. I can be reached at cedarmoonmedium at gmail.com for readings. So I offer spirit and soul readings where we connect with spirit and we do maybe some cards for you and that sort of thing. And then also I offer like a three card tarot spread that I do as well. And just 
really interesting ways to connect. I would like to flesh it out a little bit more and get more informative information happening through the pages. And that's all a work in progress. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's wonderful. Yes, I highly encourage um, listeners to check out what Emma has in store for you. And then also, it would be cool. Well, this is the idea for the future. It would be cool for us to do something maybe yoga related, like bringing yoga and spirit together. So that's just an idea that popped in, I think, from spirit. So we can chat about that another time. But thank you so much. Thank you for coming and for sharing and for your insight. And yeah, just so, so happy to spend the time with you and also so proud of you. Of course. Thank you. All right. So everyone listening, you know where to find me, melissawhitemedium.com and then various, uh, you know, all the other places you would expect to find me on social media. Events coming up. By the time this comes out, I don't know if this event will be full, but we do have Kian's Wish uh, annual toy drive. And it's an event that I'm doing in honor of Kian Blundell. And it is December the 10th in Maple Ridge. If you're interested, do reach out, send me a message or email. That will be audience readings and all of the proceeds, all of the money that's donated or the new unused toys donated go to Connect Place Children's Hospice for Christmas and for the kids and families in hospice over the holidays. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Got some new stuff on the on the go for January. There is a mediumship in and miracles in-person circle that is starting up the beginning of January. It's for three months in Crescent Beach at Love of Avery Kind Studio. So also, if you're interested in that, feel free to reach out. There's still spaces available. Otherwise, just leave you with lots of love. Take care and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.